welcome to Microwave Planet Podcast. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And I- I'm Drew. Yeah, Drew's here. Drew's here, our guest, big guest. Um, who is Drew? Well, Drew is our friend and also runs a brand called Flavor World, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Thank you. Yeah, in my... Um, my humble opinion yeah who am i uh yeah yep and i'm here today joining the podcast and we're gonna have a great conversation about many things i'm sure i've listened to your episodes in the past and it seems that you cover a lot of topics (laughs) we're not afraid to (laughs) even the topics that you have no intention on covering no um yeah i think that uh we're mostly here for Drew's brain and to like Whoa. to pick his brain a little bit with some questions. Cool. But um, I feel like it would be wrong to not ask you about like what's the big idea mm. with Flavor World? Mm-hmm. Like what's what's happening? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like why are you? What are you doing? What am I doing and why am I doing it? Yeah. What's the big idea? What's the big idea? I'm walking here. <laughs> Flavor World is just, uh, it's just me having fun pretty much. Um, doing like whatever art and craft I, I think of. And Flavor World kind of honestly just gives me a way to monetize all these different art forms that I'm interested in. So for mm-hmm. me, it's been very exciting because it's given me um, an opportunity to pursue uh, the arts and creativity in a way that can support my life. So that's really the big idea is <laughs> <laughs> um, just my interest in doing all these different arts and Flavor World allows me to do that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I feel like okay that's we're gonna say that for now Mm -hmm. um i think our first thing on the agenda is to do gratitude we Mm -hmm. that's our thing here is like we go around and say what we're grateful for this past week Mm -hmm. um do you have something in mind do you want us to go first uh i'll go first yeah what were you grateful for this week i was i'm grateful for my mom yep i'm always grateful for my mom Mm -hmm. but uh this week was good. I got a COVID vaccine. Yes. Ooh. Which one? I got the Moderna. Oh. I'm a Moderna, Moderna. fanboy now. I th- we're Pfizer. <clears throat> yeah. Pfizer I, wish. Goes. I wish. I wish. The I... tension in this room right yeah. now. <laughs> Off the charts. No, I wish I would have got Pfizer just because I like that. I like them as a business more. And BioNTech, I like them. They're the coolest. So I just wish I could have supported them by getting their vaccine. <laughs> for but, free. <laughs> yeah, for free. But I'm now a Moderna fanboy. Uh, nice. That's all right. But Congratulations. Anyways, that's huge. Thank you. Thank you. This ties into my thank my gratitude. What was it? Gratitude. My gratitude for my mom. Like picture a toad. That's grateful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a little bit Southern. Got it. Gratitude. All right. <laughs> so it's I'm gratitude for my mom because I got the vaccine. And it was very randomly. It was I was lucky. It's still kind of early for, you know, kids our age to be getting it, but I had the opportunity to. 
someone was just like, Drew, if you can get here at this time, you can have a vaccine. Long story short, that's what happened. And yes. I was like, cool. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Get yes. there. Get the vaccine. I leave super happy. Call my mom. She was like so happy. She was like going to cry because we've been, we've been very safe about it. So I haven't been seeing my mom much the past uh, year. <laughs> yeah. But she just got hers. I got mine. I feel like she could. It gave her a bit of hope. Things are looking up. Things are looking up. I yeah. could tell she was like, oh, we're going to have dinner together soon. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just a very, very happy moment hearing how happy she was to even just hear awesome. that. She said it made her day. I was like, well, that was easy. She's <laughs> getting a shot. That's huge, though. Ah, there's a light at the end of this super weird tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy tunnel. Gratitude. Hannah's turn. Gratitude. Hannah's turn. Hannah. Oh gosh. Um. I am. I'm grateful for uh, film cameras. I. Mm. You know. Sometimes I think you go on. Uh, Instagram and people have posted all their film reels and like whatever. It's like. Eh. But I've genuinely been enjoying them. Like I okay. am having a great time looking at so many people are posting their like their stuff so i'm amped to see because i have a film camera that you gave me um i'm amped to see what that first reel is um and where i need to figure my shit out basically Mm -hmm. and taking photos so i'm excited to see what that because every camera is different and like the the vibe it produces mm. so i'm curious what that camera is gonna produce because they're all different that's awesome i love shooting film sadly both of my film cameras have recently broken what yep wow yep and one wow. of them one of them broke with a f- film roll half shot and i don't know what to do about that the other one i realized it was broken after sending a whole roll of film through it and came back blank uh. which broke my heart that's so sad but I do speak yeah. very, film is the best. It's so funny how much better it is than digital photography. I think Drew definitely inspired my, when I, me getting a film camera. I think when I met Drew, I got a film camera. Mm-hmm. That's so, so good. Not <laughs> something I want to, uh, we're like breaking into it, but like with Flavor World, I really enjoy how it's intense graphics that are just color blocked and then like the softness of film behind mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. like that's awesome it's mm-hmm. good way to put cool. it i'm gonna write that down <laughs> <laughs> so fun i'm excited to develop my film i've been like on a film taking hiatus because i thought my camera was broken but then like one day i randomly picked it up and it just like took a picture it's like oh you're back she's back mm-hmm. film cameras have souls shine if they do um okay i have been grateful for okay I don't think I wash my sheets as often as like people should (laughs) so this past week when I washed my sheets for the first time in a in a bit that was great they you like they like feel different Mm -hmm. less dead skin and sweat oh when you put it that way (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah have you been sleeping better since you washed your sheets um, no, but, like, getting into bed has been more enjoyable mm. at night. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, I feel like, especially during the summer months, it's good to wash your sheets. sheets. Yeah, because, yeah. like, during the winter, like, I, at least me personally, I don't like 
sweat much in my bed or nothing, but like in the summer, I'll wake up. Yeah. Sweaty. Oh my god, sweaty. So good to wash sweaty. good to wash those sheets. <laughs> so we're thankful for clean sheets, film cameras and mom. Drew's mom. Drew's mom. <laughs> um okay. Cool. Yeah. So so breaking into uh Flavor World, uh well part of okay, part of what you said when you were describing it, are you like is Flavor World just really you? Like is it just your I- identity in like there is a sticker associated and a name associated. Um, is that is that kind of how it's rolling? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is always one of like the hardest questions for me to answer, and it's to the point where I should just figure it out and prepare an answer. Because <laughs> people ask me this, and I just don't know. Because like, it's it's not just me. It's never been just me. But when it comes to the actual like labor behind it. I'm doing like 95% of it, mm-hmm. but when it comes to the, the, the soul of the brand, mm-hmm. that's like, I'm like 5% of it. Like I'm like such a small amount. So it's like okay. this weird mix of like, in a way it is all me as in like, I'm, you know, designing the stuff I'm posting to Instagram posts and, you know, journaling about it every single day. But when it, I don't know, but for some reason, like, all those things considered, like, it's just, I could list, like, 50 people that none of this would have happened without them, so it's, like, it's not just me. Mm. Oh, okay. I think that's what I was asking, like, it's, like, the essence, like, the spirit of Flavor World, when you see, like, the word Flavor World, or, like, the F sticker, if it's, mm-hmm. like, if it is a representation of that moment where you're like okay i'm gonna monetize these things i'm interested in and like get that out there or if it is this greater entity that you've crafted and i think it is that greater entity and that's kind of what it was from the beginning because one of the things i really liked about it was well i mean i you know i said it allows me to monetize these art forms of mine that i'm interested in but also i just like i think one of my favorite art forms that I've discovered through Flavor World is just brand building in Mm. itself. So like creating the visual identity of Flavor World is like so cool to me. That's like my favorite art form is building the brand, um, which I discovered only through doing it. But, you know, like with that said, I definitely think it's, uh, I guess, bigger entity than me, certainly separate from me, even though I'm doing most of it. Like, it almost feels like a like a like a kid of mine, you know, because like I often compare like the brand to like a personality, you know, like flavor the brand flavor world has like its own like characteristics and like traits to it, and and I I was able to create those. It wasn't like you know like I was able to, it was like I was in the lab like deciding yeah. how I want flavor world to look. So it was like I was creating this other entity, and that was like. To me, it's, like, the ultimate, like, creative act, at least that I've experienced in my life. Because it's, like, I created another, like, soul, almost. It it kind of feels like that in a way. So I definitely feel like it's separate than me and beyond me because a lot happens with the brand and that develops the brand that I have absolutely nothing to do with, so. Mm-hmm. That's, like, that's... Ca- 
kind of how I've heard like authors talk about their characters. Yeah. That they mm-hmm. make these, and it's more apparent then because there's like twenty characters, so they're not obviously all the author, but mm-hmm. with Burns, there's one, so it's easier to equate. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and going off that is like I feel like when a lot of authors say is like that there's still like a piece of them in all of their mm-hmm. characters or something like that. And I think that's very true. Like, I, of course, see a lot of myself in Flavor World, but I still see it as a separate thing from me. Do you see yourself, like, expanding? I don't know, like, what's the limit of Flavor World? Do you see Do you see a limit? No there? limits. No limits. <laughs> <laughs> no limits. No, I mean, I've got, like, very big hopes for it and ambitions, and I feel like... A lot of it will, like, my overall goal for it has shifted over the years. Well, I guess that's a bad way to put it. My route to achieving the goal has shifted over the years. But the main goal has kind of stayed constant, and that is I would love to somehow touch just many forms of art and creativity. And I'd love to have a Flavor World restaurant where... I've got some super creative chef that's like mixing up <laughs> crazy things that nobody's ever tasted before. That's a really like good name for a restaurant. Flavor like World. World. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's perfect. It's yeah. perfect. It's like, well, yeah. I think you like hit the nail on the head with the name, to be honest, because that's like, that's like, <laughs> it's perfect. you literally have a world to explore of like yeah. things you and, can do. And it's, it's crazy because it is like, I mean, the flavors of my life, the things I like to do, it is that. It's all of the things I like to do. It's mm-hmm. the world of my flavors. It's weird because the name came way before I realized how perfect <laughs> the name was. Did you ever, like, have a different name? Was there ever something yeah. else in the... Yeah, well, it started as just flavor when okay. I was really young. It started as just flavor. And then it was... Oh, well, for a while... Okay, so it started as flavor when I was in seventh grade, and it died out quickly because I was just in seventh grade, and it was just like a cute little project. That's all it really was. And then I forgot about it, and then, you know, I was I did a, a year of U of M schooling, and I was just like drawing all the time, and someone, someone one of my friends was like, you should put some of these drawings on t-shirts. I was like, you are right, that would be awesome. So then I was trying to think of a name, and... The first name that came to mind actually was Haunt. I always, throughout high school, I really wanted a brand called Haunt. And then I was drawing these, like, monsters, these, like, characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's perfect. Like, Haunt is so sick. Oh, like, my God. That's the oh, name. my God. Haunt. I was just picturing, like, some H-A-N-T, like, some, like, Haunt. strange, Haunt. like, German. Yeah, I'm picturing Haunt. German. <laughs> <laughs> no, H. A U N T. Oh my god, okay, gotcha, haunt, gotcha. Like scary haunt. Sorry, continue. <laughs> so that was the original plan, and then and then from there, I don't think I've ever even said this out loud, that's so funny, breaking news on Microwave Planet Podcast. <laughs> so it was Haunt, and then I was, I, the, the original intention was I was going to do Haunt, and I was going to do Flavor, and I was going to run start and run both these companies side by side (laughs) as like sister companies and i was gonna do them both and i was gonna have them like collaborate with each other and work with each other and my mindset behind it was i was gonna have haunt it was gonna be like a yin and yang sort of balance Mm -hmm. where haunt was like the scary dark monsters the the kind of edgier gross stuff you know like that more intense stuff and then flavor world was gonna be colorful playful childlike 
fun, happy things. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to have them like work together and collaborate with each other and combine in that way. And I started going with that, but then I realized that's a lot of work to run two companies <laughs> at the same time from the ground up. So then I was like, then I had felt like I had to decide like haunt or flavor and I just, I'm, yeah, flavor was the no brainer between yeah. haunt. Like I didn't, I'm not a dark edgy kind of company guy. <laughs> like, it's not my personality. So, wow. so then it was flavor going back to, was there another name? And I was like, it's flavor. I felt like I needed more. Originally, it was going to be flavor wear, flavor wear, mm. and I was going to go with flavor wear because literally, like, the, I thought it was funny that it sounded like Tupperware. Oh, uh, yeah, I was thinking silverware. Yep, yeah. silverware, Tupperware, flavorware. I don't know why, but <laughs> that was just, I was like, that's hilarious, and I'm going to do it. And I was going to do flavorware.cool. That was, the, <laughs> that was the domain name. And, like, it's just so funny that I was on just such a prank mindset, and... Like, now you're here. Yeah, now I'm here. It's like, I'm so glad it's not flavorware.cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just lucked out. Of yeah. Like, when you make a Snapchat name, that's, um... You gotta stick with... We probably shouldn't tell the people your Snapchat name. No, my Snapchat name is embarrassing and I can never change it. It's not that bad. For the rest of my it's life. It's not as bad no. as flavorware.cool. Cool. Yeah. That would uh, be bad for a business. So, is the, is the, the blue and red logo the yin yang like is that from haunt and flavor yeah i mean well it's it's mainly just from my deep deep love for the yin yang symbolism and what it represents in the universe just a balance to all things so it's not like it's less so like i i didn't like see haunt and flavor and was like oh i need a logo for flavor world i'm gonna have it be both i'm gonna like do that duality mm-hmm. thing again mm-hmm. it was more so like i just loved the yin yang so much and i have for a while that it it was uh rooted from the same soil instead of being yeah. uh extension of that mindset does that make sense yeah yeah is that kind of like you have the shirt the line that was front and back like you do a lot of those too where yeah, it's like yeah is that the two-tone mm-hmm. yep yeah, similar sort of thing. I mean, that's a that's a little that's a little different, but no, well, no, that's pretty similar. It that also came from just the same mindset, but I don't think that's a, a too, like, righteous uh, embodiment of the yin yang. I think that's more of just like a cute little like, <laughs> tangent off of it. The, yeah. The white front and black back, but it is a, another play on that. Yeah. Neat. So I feel like we've like neglected to actually say like you mentioned restaurant, but like what I feel like we should just run over like what are your current projects like what have you done like just like at least like say that so people yep yep. yeah you print shirts you yeah true I should do a little better introduction so at the moment Flavor World is just really not just but primarily clothing so I screen print shirts i'll embroider shirts i do some cut and sew stuff um and i i make videos and i love making youtube videos have recently seen a lot of success <laughs> on the youtube front have you yep thanks to my rugs i've been making rugs uh i just decided to buy a rug gun one day and 
Best decision you've ever made, huh? Possibly so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's funny, because, like, I want to, like... I was thinking about this just today. Like, I want to go back in my journals, because I remember when I bought a rug gun, I just knew, like, I knew that it was going to do this. I didn't think it would do this, this. this. <laughs> like, like, it really blew up. Yeah, Drew has What's a the lot number? of... Uh, Drew's got a big following on YouTube now. Look, in a very short number? period of time. Oh, uh, God. Say some uh, subscribers. subscribers. 20 trillion. Ah, uh, wow. Yes. Yep. No, Sorry. I don't know. There's like Years 40... I think at the moment it's like 47,000 subscribers. That's crazy. That's like in the last two lot. months, isn't it? Yeah, that's 47,000 like... people who continuously want to watch your content. Yeah, there. that's a lot. No, that's like the last like three or four months. Yeah. And you're like featured on YouTube. YouTube's a big fan. Yeah, YouTube really likes me. Um, I think, and I was thinking about this the other day too, because the blessings from YouTube just keep coming. <laughs> They're like putting me on this pedestal. I'm like, what the frick? Um... But I think the reason why is because I think YouTube understands what's happening with rug tufting better than me, any other rug tufter, any of us even realize. Because when I, when I first saw a rug tufting video and I realized what, that you could make rugs by hand, I just watched a bunch of rug videos and then I bought a rug gun and I started making these videos. Mm -hmm. And they have access to all of that data. And so I think what they see is a bunch of people, uh, a, f a few million people have uh, <laughs> seen, seen my 60 second rug video. And after they watched that one rug video, they then spend two, three, four hours watching other rug videos. So they, they probably have all the analytics and they're seeing like, oh, like they saw one of Flavor World's videos and then they spent four hours on our website. Yeah. And that's all YouTube wants is for people to go on their website and then stay on their website. Yeah. Because that's, it's just ad money. So I Definitely. think YouTube sees me, I mean, probably much more as a dollar sign than like a actual like <laughs> companion to their massive business, but They've definitely been helping out, and I think, I think they just want to see me grow because they want to see rug tufting grow because that means they get more ad revenue. Yeah, I mean, there if there are that many rug tufting videos and you are the rug tufter, mm -hmm. they're courting, mm -hmm. <laughs> like they want you on their page, like you are you are their face of rug tufting. That's true, but I got there early, and that's one that's a big yeah. reason. This is what I was gonna say. I don't think I finished this thought, but I wanted to go back I was thinking about this earlier today I want to go back in my journals and read it because I I swear when I was before I even bought the tufting gun I saw a few videos and like you two know you're you're in you know your flavor world super fans love y'all thank you I was making painting videos on YouTube that would get like 20 views um also like zucchini videos yep zucchini skit videos shout out day in the life of zucchini we're, we're going for a million views honestly the best video on your channel is day in the life of a zucchini i thank check you check it out everybody and that you. one freaks me out that's exactly what we're looking for <laughs> no just please go watch it that one deserves so many more views and it doesn't have any and that makes me sad and same with jack the other the guy in the video that isn't the zucchini <laughs> um we're sad because like these videos of me making a rug get all these views and it's like what about this uh, amazing artistic creation yeah the cinematic masterpiece <laughs> shall i put it 
No, I'm trying to finish this talk. Okay, sorry. Go on. So I was making these painting videos on YouTube and no one was watching them. And I saw rug tufting. And I just, I feel like, like, I just knew right away. I was like, this is it. Like, this is gonna, I saw this great, like, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. But when I searched up rug tufting, like, it was late, it was in October when I got my gun. When I searched up rug tufting in October, there was hardly any videos on YouTube about it. There was hardly anyone that was, like, doing it. And so I saw this thing and I was like, that is... A, the coolest thing I have ever seen, and B, there is no content already out there around it. So I saw the opportunity, seized it, boom, here we are, making rugs. <laughs> YouTube's loving me. It's just funny how it works. Are you okay? I'm joking. On water. Is this um, funny to you? No, it's not. <laughs> um... Yeah, I saw it on TikTok at first, mm -hmm. the rugs, and then I was excited that you bought a gun, because mm -hmm. you were going to do it. I was going to do it. You were going to do it. I was you, really going to do it. Where'd you get a rug tufting gun? Internet. Right. Okay. I, got mine, <laughs> I got mine on Etsy from a guy in South Korea. Oh. Yeah. But are they like still um, MIA? Like, yep. I know that a lot of people are wondering where they, where you got it from. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people really. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that question in the comment section. Like, subscribe, comment. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's. Well, it's funny because I I timed it perfectly because I got my tufting gun, and then, I mean, I put out my first tufting video that really start like that's what really started everything for my YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and. Uh, and just everyone started commenting, like, where did you get yours? Where did you get yours? And I would, like, look it up. And pretty much everywhere had, like, a two, three, four, five-month, like, waiting list for these tufting guns. Jeez. Just a mixture of COVID having all these global supply chains fricked up and uh, everyone wanting a tufting gun seemingly at the exact same time. Just put this massive delay on the um, creation and distribution of tufting guns so yeah i don't i have no advice for anyone on where to buy a tufting <laughs> gun, but man, man. i was just wondering i was like yeah it can't be like home depot like no. it's not not that many people are walking yeah. up like i'm gonna start rug tufting i'm surprised today. amazon hasn't gotten on it well oh, they, they must have. have yeah except Dude. mainly on amazon is like fake like kind of knockoffs uh, there's there's a bunch of cheaper ones on amazon that they don't last too long. I don't know. If you want more info on rug tufting, go watch my YouTube channel. Yeah, it's good. It's informative. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> I I want to know, um, like, so what do you, you want to know? I, well, I want to know, like, fun mediums that, like, what is, like, the most intriguing, mm -hmm. like, texture or, I don't even. Yeah. I'm going to start bleaching my embroidery thread personally. Whoa, cool. Yeah. I like that idea. Um, for me, okay, I, I have three creative mediums that I hold above all other creative mediums. Right? You ready? ready? You look like Jesus right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're talking. The nicest thing you ever seen. <laughs> I got to start doing this. There's a billboard on my way here that Jesus is on it doing this. It says Jesus loves you, so I'll just do this. Okay. My three <laughs> yes, top please. creative mediums. Um, 
I don't know why. Well, I kind of do. But, okay. Cooking. I think. What? And, and I was listening in one of your Microwave Planet episodes. Yeah. I think you ask Amanda if cooking is an art. And Amanda goes, not how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. No, but I think absolutely it's an art. And I think it's like the coolest art of all the art. Like I literally hold that in my top three. Just something about it. I think what I like about cooking, and I'm not that good of a cook. I don't like cook that much, you know, but I just am amazed by it. I think what I like about cooking is the, uh, I feel like there's so much more room to be explored in cooking. I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface on the flavors that can exist in the mouth and the way that things can work together and the pairings of different spices and different plates and the different preparations. And like, I think like a chef is like, I feel like cooking and painting are very similar. It's just painting is visual and cooking is in your mouth, but it's that same sort of like fluidity of like mixing these different things and like something about cooking, I swear it's the one of the coolest things ever and someday that's why I like that's why I started earlier I was saying I want to have a restaurant where we're just doing like crazy stuff just mm-hmm. like crazy mix-ups of flavors and I'm excited so cooking uh, that's uh yeah cooking uh music I think that one's almost even hard to argue I feel like music is just this crazy like shared love of almost all humans um, it's just like different than most other arts. At least I totally believe it is. So music I hold up there. And then the third one, this one's kind of crazy, but poetry. I think poetry is, it's like cooking where I feel like there's like so much crazy shit in poetry that just no one's done yet. Like, I feel like we've done like 1% of the cool poems that can be done. Like, I don't know if we talked about this. Um, poetry definitely scares me, like, a very large amount. I think it's because it's the medium that I, like, just avoid the most. Because it's, like, I don't even know how to start. It's very intimate. It's the hardest for me to tell, um, what is good, I think. Mm -hmm. Or what's, like, and what is good, even, but expressive. Like, Mm -hmm. poetry is hard hard to tell because there's like there's weird shit and it's like some of the weird shit's good and some of the weird shit's bad and it's easier I think for people with music or cooking to be like ultimately like even if there is some like crazy explosive thing happening like oh yeah this is a good flavor like I like this flavor yeah poetry's harder because you have to like you have dissect to, it you have to admit that you yeah. like this weird yeah. verbiage mm-hmm. oh it's so weird yep and so I'm just fascinated by poetry that reason yeah um i was gonna say something about cooking Uh when i was in russia a couple years ago um my mom came to visit me and we went out to like the most intense and like interesting dining experience i've ever had in my life it was like it was like seven different plates that they brought out and each was really pretty but like a tiny amount of food basically like one bite of food Mm -hmm. but it was insane it was like it was like I can't even I don't even know how to explain it but it was like this Mm -hmm. is I was like if 
this is something other than cooking. This is like otherworldly that I am like experiencing in my mouth right now. And I don't think I've ever had an experience like that ever since. Yep. And I think that's kind of a similar thing to what I see in it. I haven't experienced too much of that, but I feel like I see it can be there. And one thing I just tweeted recently was about, uh, imagine if, uh, like, okay, I guess this is kind of where I'm thinking with the Flavor World restaurant, but where the whole experience is controlled. So you you go into the restaurant, and they put you in a room, like a small, like kind of like closed off, like almost like a conference room, where it's like your oh space God. with your table. You could pair sensory. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. pair up the different senses. So like, mm-hmm. maybe there are like artificial windows with like tv screens and they can put you in different parts of the world they can play certain types of music certain types of lighting raise or lower the temperature or like the humidity depending on like the plate you have you know and just like depending on what you order the the food that you are going to be eating the whole experience can be controlled around that plate of food Mm-hmm. be so cool That'd like really no cool. one's doing that except rainforest cafe yeah. <laughs> and they're killing it and that's why and that's why people love it but it's like a american fair or whatever and that's yeah. it yeah like there's selling your food as each moment is unique is very different than like uh, you know how it feels gross to go to a restaurant or wherever and just get food that like you can make at home and you're just like yeah. what's it like why? that's not mm-hmm make me feel like you have something that I can't access. Yeah, gotta have the whole experience. Very true. And that'll be, that'll be Flavor World on all fronts. Because the same thing is true with, like, retail stores. It's like, you can go to a store, but it's like, well, you can just order it online now, too. Mm-hmm. Have it to your door instantly. So, you know, retail stores gotta innovate, and Flavor World will be doing that as well. It's all about mm-hmm. the experience, you know? The, the full shopping experience. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to experience that experience the flavor it's like it kind of sounds like sensory it's like it's sensory stimulation but it's also sensory deprivation like you eradicate what is their reality and replace it with a new sensory reality Mm -hmm. which is like honestly something like okay being like looking at where like architecture that's something that i'm like I can't tell if this is super cool or like super terrifying because there are like futurists in architecture are talking about the same thing where it's like you put a screen on the wall, it's windows and it's, you are in any location. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to one of my readers for my thesis and he was like, yeah, yeah I, like I imagine that um, there will be, uh, you'll be living in one location in the world, but you'll be visiting the world through mm-hmm. like other modalities of your architecture um through technology that's scary sorry that's my tangent but i can't tell if like things like that are like really awesome or really frightening when you alter people's perception of reality i think they're awesome at least in the short term because like you can put someone in a room or like virtual reality headset or whatever and make it feel like they're in rome but that won't like it won't like smell like rome no you know yeah and you can't like go on a jog with a VR headset like you couldn't do that in Rome so it's like it's never I mean I, I'm not gonna say it's never gonna be like the same but for for a long 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 time our whole lives I don't think it'll ever be like one-to-one the true experience to the virtual experience so with that said I think it's gonna be largely a good thing just to be able okay. to like experience like this random town in India and like be there in virtual like where right now like I have no idea what that's like 
but then it'll give me that perspective of being able to be there for an hour in virtual reality or a room with windows or whatever. And cool food. And cool food. Yeah, sure. What if, (laughs) if the final thing that happens for Flavor World, ironically, is this restaurant Mm -hmm. where it's like, the literal interpretation of flavor is finally well, I think I'll like cry like when I sit down in that seat yeah, I'll I'm, I'm crying. Amped. Yeah, no. <laughs> it'll be called Flavor World. Yeah. That's such a good name for a restaurant. That's perfect. You should trademark that. Is it? I already have. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. I've got it in my room. What do you mean? Okay. Oh, you do? Yep. This was a whole like conversation, right? And yeah. wasn't there like an internet domain problem with Yep. Yep, and that was well. That's kind of the continuation of how Flavorware transitioned into Flavor World, because originally it was Flavorware, and I went to buy that domain name, and it was mm-hmm. for sale for like forty thousand dollars. Like, what? And it was like so expensive, and I was like, "What the heck? Like, why is that like that?" And so then I was like, "All right, well, I'm not gonna pay that much money, so I'm just gonna get it. Think of a new name." And then the new name I came up with was Flavor World. I'm surprised that no one had, like, an Instagram well, handle. Well, someone does. That's why it's Flavor World underscore. Oh, well, that's yeah. still... That's no, there's, that's, a, that's a whole tangent <laughs> that I don't want to dive too deep into. But there is a guy named Zachary Hoxing or something, and he's in Atlanta. Oh and he is, a, he, is, <laughs> he is the thorn in my seat. He is, oh my god! Because he has a, a, a entertainment company called Flavor World. Oh. Yeah, and so he hit me up one time, and he was like, "It was so weird because he kept emailing me, and he didn't like say that he had a company named Flavor World, but he was like, we need to talk, like talk with me, phone call me.' Oh and eventually, I phone call him, and we talked for like thirty minutes just about random stuff. He's like this like fifty, probably like sixty year old guy, and we're talking about random stuff. Like I can just, he was just trying to like pamper me make me feel good in the conversation and then after a while he's like all right true here's why i've got you here (laughs) and so basically he called me because he has this entertainment company called flavor world and he wanted to make clothing but i have the trademark for clothing so if he made flavor world clothing i could sue him get his money i'm not gonna do that but he was trying to cover his legal backing and so he was calling me about that and yeah, he was just, like, trying to get me to go into business with him because he just wanted to make clothing so bad. But that was so, oh, my gosh, that was so annoying. He was the worst. I've never, like, he was, like, a magician with words. It was really interesting. I don't know if you, I guess it was just kind of, like, manipulative behavior. But his, his, no, but, like, the way, like, I've never, it wasn't even, like, manipulation, though. It was, like, kind of beautiful how he did this, like, I would say something, and I'm I'm about to explain, right? And, like, the reason I call it a magician is because I would say something, and he would basically recite it back to me, but in this, like, like sleight-of-hand way where where he was doing things to what I said that I didn't even realize. (laughs) Kind of like gaslighting, (laughs) yes, but, but more, like, instantaneous, like... He would, he would, you know, it'd be like, I would say something and he'd be like, let me make sure I've got this right. What you're saying is this. And he would say basically the same thing back, but change like certain vocab words that later he then could refer to what he said and not what I said. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then because he was referring to what he said, 
it it favored his argument in the future. It was this crazy like, and I I was experiencing it happening real time. And he would like say something, and he was like, "You said that, right?" And I was like, "Well, it, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess I d- did I like." It was bizarre, and then yeah, so that guy. Is, but he's like out of the picture. Well, because I told him, heck no, frick off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this... he hasn't hit me up, but... You can swear if you want. Heck, heck no. Heck frick... crap. I like that. Heck no, uh, frick off. Honestly, I was going to say that reminds me, like, my my dad. <laughs> like, that's how... My dad's a lawyer. is like, arguing oh, yeah. with him oh, impossible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so that, like, it would end Lawyers in, like, 16-year-old like him being like, heck no, frick, frick off. off. But, you know, it, that's not, that doesn't end with a phone call. Like, that ends poorly for 16-year-old Hannah. Yeah. No, lawyers be on that, too. And that's, that's like, the, I don't think he's a lawyer, but, man, he was annoying. And he was so, like, money-driven. He was like, uh, Drew, we can make so much money together if you just let me, like, start some. And then there was this one time where he was like, Drew, do you know what a 60,000-square-foot house looks like? And I was like, I was like, nah, uh, maybe I can visualize it. And then he was like, okay, do you know what a 30,000 square foot house is like? And I was like, uh, like maybe I can like visualize it. He's like, Corey, what square footage is your house? And I don't remember what it was at the time, but I know it was so weird. I was like, oh, like, you know, 5,000 square feet or whatever that I can't even remember. But then he was just like, all right, no picture twice that. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And he was like. All right, now picture twice of that. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm like, okay, that's like four of my houses. <laughs> He's like, now double that again. And I was like, okay, that's a that's a lot of my houses. And he was like, that all could be yours if you go into business <laughs> with me. Such an exercise. <laughs> I know, no, he was like super crazy. He was like super like manipulative and weird just the way he was speaking to me. I'll never forget it. It was very, it was very weird. And it was super out of the blue because it was just this dude emailing me like, let's talk, let's talk. And then I was like, okay, we'll talk. That's why he was saying let's talk and not telling you why. So he could just yes. Get, yes. get there. That's why. Because he was like, if I told you I was running a company named Flavor World, <laughs> you would have been suspicious to answer my call. Or like, I was like, yeah, I probably would have, dude. <laughs> I would have done Thanks my research. Heads up. No, he kept his identity hidden until he could already lay because we talked for like 30 minutes and what i noticed what we talked before he said anything about flavor world it was all like i said it was like pampering me it was just all about me and me and me and me and it was like oh you're from minnesota oh i love prince so much (laughs) this one time i'm the biggest prince fan ever me and you were to we're see eye to eye because we both love prince i know every minnesotan loves prince he just kept talking about prince and like shit like that like it was just like like, oh, it was super weird. And then after he established all these common interests between us, <laughs> then he drops the bomb. And, like, I learned a lot about manipulation through yeah. that phone call. Thank you. Yeah. You yeah. got to establish a mutual, like, mm-hmm. connection before you go in with the the thing that you're looking for. On air, do you want to name all the individuals you've manipulated with the same yeah, right. <laughs> starts with... Zachary, what's his even name? Z. Z. No, I maybe I maybe I can manipulate him. I don't think I'm good enough. I think he's king manipulator. I don't know. I've never met anyone that's manipulated anyone better than him. Well, he didn't get you, so. 
Not yet, no. That's true. That's true. <laughs> In the process. That's true. I want to... I have a question mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Do you think that if there was an animal that you could just make humongous, like gigantic, is there an animal that you would make gigantic? Mm-hmm. Let's... Of course. Okay. Any rational human has an answer prepared for this question. <laughs> I'd do a snake. What? <laughs> Get out of here. Leave. No, we're done. Go. Like the Alaskan bullworm? Yes. Yes. The Alaskan bullworm. That's not a snake. That's a no. That's a worm. worm. It's a worm. It's Snakes are so worse. much scarier no. as a snake. Yeah. Just imagine that. So we're here on... I'm not going to say your address, but... We're on microwave planet. We're on microwave planet. Imagine <laughs> down the road on... <laughs> Hennepar Microwave Avenue, a, a big snake just <laughs> like I feel like at a certain point a snake would be so big it wouldn't be scary anymore. No, I disagree fully with that. And I'm what? ready to <laughs> die on that. Crazy. Well, it would be less agile. So yes, yes. It could. It'd be pro- slower. But would it? It would be less scary. It. It'd be cute. No, the the biggest thing about snakes is like the way their body moves, and if it, it could like, destroy man, your that's, home that's with one tail lash. <laughs> that's the only thing about snakes is humans are like, how do they move? And then that's enough to base all of our fears on them. Just confusion of how they even exist. Well, lame. What? Humans <laughs> are lame. <laughs> snakes are snakes cool. Are cool. <laughs> snakes are cool. Cool. <laughs> It'd be. It could. I think it'd be easier to avoid a completely massive snake than a medium resized snake. <laughs> uh, like a snake, a snake the size of like a minivan uh-huh. would be, that would be a personal individual threat. But <laughs> the snake you're talking about would wipe out your houses, like, like mass towns. destruction, like millions of dollars of damage. Okay, I'll do a new answer because you don't seem satisfied. No, it's an it's... ant. Massive. <laughs> I do a massive ant. Imagine that. A mighty ant. Right now they can't lift anything unless they're... They can lift like 10 times their weight. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. That'd be ants very useful animal. Okay, which equals like one twig, you know? That's like insane, a though. A thousand ants can lift a big stick. So imagine a big ant. ant. It could lift you. Oh, yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. Could it lift a house? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. We would just have like ants working, working. For, would they work for us? I think that's we my would question work about like them. making an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like would it take over? Well, my original question. Ants was, are chill. Ants don't kill other ants. Resize any animal, so bigger or smaller. <laughs> okay, sorry. But that's okay. That's okay. Unfortunately, oh, I would. That re- changes everything. Right. <laughs> I'd resize. But they're extinct, a bronchiosaurus, because I want a tiny bronchiosaurus. Cute, like cat size. Yeah. Just running around the house. Oh. Just like, kaw, 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 kaw. Yeah. stop eating my plant, dude. Be so cute. That would be really cute. Thank I would you. think I would do like a whale. Whale smaller? Yeah. Well, see, I didn't know we could go smaller. No, I, that's my fault. That's my fault. I would go smaller. Question. If you asked me to go bigger. I sure, feel like what's there's, smaller? What's I smaller? feel like there's no... I was going to say whale because I feel like that would be like a funny looking fish. I was literally thinking that. would be so cute. I, I, I feel like... Okay, here's a question. Is there oh, any... Oh, and if the 
of its hole. <laughs> a little tiny. An orca. <laughs> okay, my my yes. question now is: Is there any animal that you can make super big and not have it be like scary yeah. or creepy? Because I feel like any animal that we just magnify to a massive size is now about to be absolutely terrifying. Like a sloth. Well, well, <sighs> there were giant sloths until we murdered them. Humans I just feel like them. they don't do it. They were in, like... well, That's fair. they aren't scared, and they clearly aren't that big a threat because the human race wiped them out in, like, the region of, like, Australia, and there were giant sloths. No more. No, no more. Well, no more. Ah, uh, but you could resize. It doesn't have to go massive. You could resize a cat to like the size of a German Shepherd. Mm. Cute. Uh, it's kind of like a. Sounds like a tiger. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain lion. Oh. But domestic. But domestic. I was watching near death compilations on YouTube. Oh. As one does, mm-hmm. right? No, it was just one night that I like watched like a hundred of them. Okay. Special night. Special night. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're super interesting. I love those because at the beginning of the ones I was watching, they were like, nobody dies in these videos. So then you're like, okay, cool. Like, but then you got into like people sort oh of dying. No, 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 no. Near, near your death. Sorry. Okay. Near your death. Okay. So people almost died. Okay. And I was just like, I just had like a super high heart rate for the whole night. And that, yeah. is, that was awesome for that one time that's not a reoccurring thing (laughs) so i was watching these near-death experiences on youtube and there's this one of this like mountain lion that was like or like a like a what 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 was it it was like a lynx or something it was some sort of big cat like a really really big cat and there's this hiker that was hiking in the mountains and he came across the mom cat with its kids the youth kids and of course the mom was just freaking furious just like it started like coming at the dude and he was like running away and then the guy just like kept walking backwards for like what seemed like over like two miles he just kept walking backwards and the mom cat just kept like i wish the listeners at home could see the facial expressions there's a lot of body movement going on a lot of body movement the mom was just like doing one of those like (laughs) prowl prowl yeah it's like super on edge and it was and like it would be doing a prowl and then it would like charge the guy and and then like stop right in front of him i thought he was dead he thought he was dead oh my god but i like that changed my view on these like mountain i mean all those near-death experiences videos really changed my view on a lot of things that's why i was so gripped to them because it was really interesting to see But I definitely changed my perspective on lions and literally just cats in general. Because it it looked exactly like just a big cat. Like a cat the size of a golden retriever, whatever you just said. I forgot. That's what I thought of. Because it literally just looked like a big cat. And like if cats were that big, well, they are. That's what that is. They do eat their dead owners. Yeah. Oh my god, yes, they're furious. And like the only thing is these <laughs> these tiny little house cats, like they're domesticated, but they're also so small that they can't do anything. They can scratch you a little they bit. They do bite you. Like they can bite you. Yeah. But like if that was big, it could frick the crap out of you. <laughs> I had a completely opposite experience today with this. Like with a mountain lion? No, with like okay, it was a video that you sent me. Really? Drew. 
and it was some guy like waking up this oh, tiger. The tiger. Oh, and then that was I so like, cute. right? So this guy was <laughs> oh my like, God. he was waking up a tiger, and the he's tiger like, was like up. groaning, and he was like, oh, I don't want to get up. And, and like, then he was like, up. give me a little sniff, and the tiger like gave him a little sniff. <laughs> so then I like went into his content and he like raises baby lions yeah and they're so cute yeah and that that i mean he's a zookeeper so i think i think it's all it's all um, it's all kosher kosherly raised tigers yeah Yeah, Um, and that's true i think i was thinking like uh, the wild ones compared to like domesticated ones oh my god I would make snails massive. Yuck, yo, that's <gasps> messed up. I would kill one and live in its shell. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? You would make snails? I'm sorry. Take I, that back. I'm sorry. I said I would make snails massive, and Drew said he would kill one and live in its shell. <laughs> yeah. And you said yuck to me. Yeah, what you said is way worse than what I said. <laughs> that's funny. Like the slime that would exist on this planet. <laughs> just down dude, the road. Dude, it's it's like, fine. It rains. Cars would just be like... Do you know how funny I feel like it's hydrophobic. I'm sorry. Think about Gary. Like, think about Gary, okay? If you saw... Yeah, like, man. Spongebob... <laughs> have, you, have you considered Gary? <laughs> Gary's normal size. No, he's large. No, he is definitely not He is size. past Spongebob's <laughs> knees. You, you like, that is Spongebob's small. Spongebob's like... <laughs> dude, Spongebob's like... Four foot or something. Okay. Well, that would still make Gary I know, Jerry, I know, like, but, but you're Snails identifying... Snails are You're not... Are you thinking of Spongebob as, like... It doesn't matter, but, like, a large snail, you'd be like, hi, buddy, and it's, like, going along. It wouldn't... It would not be aggressive. It wouldn't be threatening. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. If you made snails larger, not a threatening animal. Fair. Okay. We're back. We're back. We took a quick we took a quick bathroom break. Um okay, we're gonna do a speed round of questions for Drew. And we hope that this gives you paints you a good image of his mind. Alright, ready? Ready. Would you collaborate with Elon Musk? Yes. What would you do? Uh Flavor World Rocket Ship. I'd paint him. I was looking at his rocket ships the other day and it's like, why are they just silver? It's so lame. I'd paint it like stupid. Colorful rockets, of course. Do you follow him on Twitter? Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next question. Hannah. What color would you eliminate? That's a ridiculous question. There's an answer. Teal. <laughs> oh. No, that's a... We talked about teal people before, right? There's bad teal. Yeah, like turquoise, like turquoise people. Turquoise people are fully turquoise. Fully turquoise. Mm-hmm. Turquoise pencil case. Eliminated. Turquoise folder. I would eliminate. Um, this is what I think the right answer is. Uh, <laughs> like the purple, but like sports team color purple. Mm. Uh, pr- uh, pride purple. Yeah, like the Vikings. Oh, that's not wow. Bad it gets more purple than that. Bold. Uh, team purple. What's? I'm trying to think about what they call it in the clothing catalogs I shop from. It's like <laughs> pride. It's like spirit purple or something like, huh. yeah just that purple of all purple colors yeah like purple when you say purple i think i'd eliminate like hot pink sorry Come what on. what sorry. sorry really wait wait wait. i'm actually quite surprised no i love the color pink hot pink i don't hmm. okay maybe we should just move on let's move on <laughs> um Drew, did you live in the boundary waters for 
sometime? Yeah, yeah. What's like tell us about it. it. Um I just I was on a I was volunteering at a like a camp, like an outfitter camp up there for about a month. It was awesome. What just, lake was it on? It was on Seagull Lake, mm. Fish Hook Island. So I was on an island in the Boundary Waters. It was wonderful. It was a very good experience for me, and especially the point of my life that it happened. It was right after freshman year at university. Um, it was awesome just having no cell phone. I think my biggest takeaway was having no cell phone for a month and being surrounded by... 20, 30 people that also had no cell phone for, I mean, them more than a month because they were up there all summer and I was just up there for a month. But mm-hmm. that was, that completely changed my perspective on technology. It was very, very interesting and very freeing. I, I noticed my, probably my biggest takeaway is that I literally was like thinking more, just like thoughts per hour just like skyrocketed. Unbelievable. Would you do it again? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would do it again. Is that the... It's the the island we struggled with. Yeah. Hannah and I went up to the Boundary Waters this past summer, and we, like, we entered on Seagull Lake. Yep. And Seagull Lake is a beast. Big lake. Big lake. And we... there. It's a beast because there are so many islands, and so, like, you can't tell exactly where you are. Um, And we had to get around Fishhook Island, like... Uh, so funny. Go man. around the right way. Did you see a bridge? Wait, so that's what I was gonna ask. No. That's that's fishhook is the one with the suspension between yeah. different components of it. Yes. Like that's considered. Okay. So okay. you that's saw that suspension ask. bridge? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, we struggled so much. Like, cause that mostly because I, I was the one that had the map. Uh, I think that's the reason. Yeah, some of the best memories of mine. There was one memory I had where I was lying on that bridge at night, and there was a meteor shower. And, you know, just being that far north, there's just no light pollution, no nothing. And there was, like, a, me- a meteor, probably, like, one or two meteors every 30 seconds. Just like, you just, like, oh, I've never seen anything like that. Good memories up there. Yeah, I'm excited to go back. You have to access Fishhook via canoe, right? Yep. Or boat. Okay. Yep. Yep. I guess some people boat. Yeah. There <laughs> are, like, motorboats. <laughs> well, fish, uh, Seagull Lake's weird because... Like half of it is in the boundary waters and half mm-hmm. of it is out of the boundary or out of the boundary waters, yeah. And the part that you're in the boundary waters, you can only have a canoe. But the part that's or wait, I think I said that wrong. The no. part that's in the boundary waters, you can only have a canoe. Yeah. But the part that's out of the boundary waters, you can have um a pontoon or a motorboat. So Yeah, there are like weird parts like that. When yeah. we were near Canada there was like a, a boat with a motor and we were like oh my god we haven't yeah. heard this well that's just canada canada cool um craziest dream you've ever had <laughs> there's this one dream where i it was like i woke up i was in my childhood home and i was pretty young which is why i was so crazy and i was having a scary dream and then i woke up in air quotes but really i was still dreaming but the the dream i woke up into was crystal clear, vivid as heck reality. Like you're just normal day. Everything was normal. It was the right time of day. I was in the right part of my room. Everything was correct. My alarm went off. Everything was right. Everything, it felt complete. I was completely convinced it was normal. And then I walk out of my bedroom to start the day. 
and I see my mom standing at the end of the hallway. She's like, hi, Drew. And she says that and freaking spiders start crawling out of her mouth and all over her whole body. And these spiders just like eat her entire body until she's nothing. And I'm like, I slammed the door and I think I'm so scared that I just, I woke up for real that time. But that was probably the most messed up dream I had because then I woke up for real, but I was really questioning that reality. Because that for real that I woke up into was exactly like the dream I had just woken up into. Nice. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I just, I don't have crazy, you both like seem to have, I don't know if you guys listened to Hannah, the last episode about sleep paralysis, but Hannah's had some crazy dream experiences too. I just like, I don't know, I have very... Dream, just dreams. I mean, last night I dreamed I had a belly button piercing. Like, that was it. Last night I didn't dream at all. Okay. So. <laughs> it was actually okay. kind of bad, though, because it, it was like I took out the jewelry because I'm like, nah, I'm done with this. And it closed <laughs> up. And so I was like, fuck. I've been thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> Lightning round? Lightning round. Hannah, next question. <clears throat> uh, is there one thing in this world that you think is just backwards? Like, why do we all accept it? Like, why do we accept, for example, sidewalks? Like, why do we accept that? Or, like, what is what is one thing that's just, like, what? Hannah's example was um, signs, I think, is what you said. Well, yeah. I guess, like, <laughs> the, the amount of them. I would like to know how many signs, cones, traffic cones? Where do they come from? <laughs> how many are there? At any given moment in this world. 85. The whole world, 85. It's... mm. Mine is, like... Or, I just thought of this, but, like, stoplights. I don't know why they're not... Why they're not smarter. Like, I hate when I'm standing at a stoplight and there's nobody around. Like, not a single soul, but it's red. And so I'm just, like, standing at a stoplight. But I know that there's, like, nobody coming at all. If it was smarter, it could be programmed for special interests. Yeah. Well, one simple thing I've seen stoplights do in some Wisconsin towns mm-hmm. is after about 11 p.m., they they switch and they start doing the flashing, mm-hmm. the flashing red. So yeah. then it's only just, like, like a, stop like a sign. stop sign. Yeah, and they switch over because there's such less traffic that they just allow it for everybody to pass through. Um, me, that's a really hard question. I wish I was more prepared for it. I think people think that they have uh, free will, but they don't. And people need to accept that. I think that's what it comes down to. Because, I I mean, my views on on it are weird. And this could be a whole podcast episode in itself. But I think we have free will in the sense that, yeah, you can do whatever. But it's like, okay, but, like, why do you stop at the stoplight? Mm -hmm. Why do you walk on the sidewalk? Right. Why do you follow these driving signs? Like, why don't you steer your car into the other lane of traffic well because it's stupid so it's like something's telling you to behave a certain way whatever it is so it's like i think you can do those things but i don't know free will is stupid we don't have free will um i could tension on this we did this in my neuroethics class recently and like it depends on what you're defining uh agency as or action as but Mm -hmm. there's certainly before motor action, um, there's a about a 350 um, millisecond delay between when your brain displays that you are going to make an action 
and you are conscious and then 350 milliseconds later you are consciously aware that you're gonna make that action so mm. it's like i'm gonna hit amanda my brain knows 350 seconds mil- milliseconds later i'm aware that i'm going to hit amanda so it's like there's a decision before you consciously decide right but they also found that um if you are this is like in a sense it's your uh you have some agency in your perception of um of like this decision making process so it's if you when they conditioned people to believe they gave them passages or propaganda whatever you will that free will doesn't exist and giving them neuroscientific evidence that free will doesn't exist um those people were uh there was a lower uh reading essentially of like conscious decision making when that action was performed compared to people who like there is a moment where you can stop that decision people who believe that you have free will uh it did act differently than people who believed you don't have free will and i'm saying this in super vague terms because i'd have to look up the paper because Mm -hmm. this was like from two weeks ago in class but it's like it, it it's kind of the moment at which you define free will it's like mm-hmm. would you would you like yes maybe your brain is preparing motor signals and then you have a moment where you're consciously aware and you can accept or deny or is that the free will moment or is the free will moment like non-existent because your brain is already preparatory there's a word. There is a single word that I am forgetting right now that would make this point crystal clear. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's wild. But I think that the neuroscience of it comes down to what I was coming out of from this discussion was where you define the free will moment. It's not like there are these loose things, but it's like, what are you considering as moments of agency? I guess. But you do have a brain and like whatever. It's just I do bizarre. Have a brain. It's bizarre. What? I have a brain. What? Well, like, it's a so, it's a fleshy thing that, like, yeah. programmed you. And I think that's the truth, is that it comes down to more, like, moments. But for a simple answer, was my decision to come here today made up by free will? Well, that's the truthful answer. <laughs> Who knows? Nobody. <laughs> but that's the boring philosophical answer. Mm-hmm. Good talk. One time I was at a philosophy club, and we were talking about free will. And someone and and someone was like, I absolutely believe that we do not have free will. It's all scripted. And I was, I wish I would have. I was about to slap them in the face as hard as I could and been like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't have free will. Like, that was <laughs> that was not me. That was like someone else controlling me. I should have. Right. That's what I'm talking about. It's like at what point though in the script? It's like your DNA scripted. Your brain scripted. Like at what point in the script? Could it possibly un- be unscripted would be the question of free will. And at what point does it need to be unscripted in order for it to equate to free will? Could it be unscripted at like, at, at like mile number two, but like in order for it to actually be free will, it would have had to be unscripted at mile number one, is what I'm saying. <laughs> From the beginning of humankind. <gasps> okay, I have a different question. Mm-hmm. That was a good talk though about free will. Thank you. Hope everyone's thinking about their life right now. Drew. Yeah. Something you would tell your younger self if you 
ran into him on the street. Check your email. What? What? No, he doesn't have an email. Oh. How young are we talking? He doesn't have an email. <laughs> Did you get a fucking email? <laughs> um, I would tell him to... Uh, I would tell him to be less... Uh, care less what others think about you. Yeah, that's it. I would probably tell it to myself as well. And the sooner that you really like embrace that in your life, the better, you know? Yeah. So we got to tell that to our present selves, and we probably all do. Yeah. But that's why I would tell it to young me, because the sooner you really grasp that, the better. I've just been, like, realizing that for the rest of my life, like, I will always have myself, mm-hmm. like, no matter what. That's so it. it's like, yeah, like, that. that, that is consistently going to be the truth, is that I will always have mm-hmm. myself, so... Uh- that's a common answer. I think we should put on more billboards as a public service announcement. Like, yeah. Your future self, like child reading this, your future self advice to you would be to care less. Like just like, yeah, this, always. Is, this is statistically yeah. <laughs> X amount of adults offer love. this advice to their younger self. Do what you love. Okay. We're almost there. This is the last question. Almost where? We're almost at the end of our lightning round. Go on. Why are you hitting the glasses? I'm not. Okay. Are you hallucinating? Yeah. Go on. Um, so are you familiar with the Disney princesses? Of course. Fluently. Fluently? Yep. <laughs> what Disney princess do you see yourself as? Or do you have a favorite? They can be different answers or the same. Mm. Same answer. Okay. Princess Leia. What? Wait, That's is that Disney? <laughs> that might be Disney. Disney bought Lucas films. <laughs> oh my god. Can you put your hair in the Leia Oh, it's bottom? so of cute. Course. Of course. Of course. <gasps> Hannah, do you have an answer Can to you this? be Princess Leia for Halloween? Of course. I'll just for you. Yeah. Okay, I'll be Chewbacca. <laughs> wait, yes. every, wait, what was everyone's Halloween um, costume? Just name one from this past year. I know Hannah was multiple. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Green Onion. Okay, eggplant. I think I only had one. Okay. I was a frat boy. What? You saw me. I did. Man, I saw me. In my he frat printed boy. his own shirt. Yep, yep. Was, you printed a frat boy shirt? It was yeah. amazing, actually. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh, where yeah. is? Where can we find the shirt? <laughs> uh, online. It's for thirteen ninety nine. <laughs> Flavorworld.co. Do no. you identify with the Disney princess? I don't I, No, I don't think I identify with any of them. Because they start having personalities Yeah. recently. I've always loved Belle. Oh, that makes sense. She's pretty good. I, when I said I fluently know the Disney princesses, <laughs> that was a lie. And that's why I said Princess Leia. <laughs> you are Princess Leia. You know Princess Leia. I got the buns now. As, yeah, especially uh, Princess Leia as like the ultimate sex icon of That's me. like so many That's men's me. fantasies when she came on that. No, in the bikini. Nothing says so many men's fantasy <laughs> sex icon like Drew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I think. Uh, more recently, like, the Rapunzel one, because I think it's, like, the, the neurotic levels and also the fact that I haven't cut my hair in two and a half years. Fair, fair enough. 
<laughs> but no, it used to. I used to want to just be like Ariel because she can't swim, but or no, because she can't. <laughs> Ariel <laughs> can swim. She. They're all just awful. Jasmine's great. Like Mulan's great, but these are like cultural identities. Like there's, I don't know. Okay. No. Okay, that's. I guess the last the okay sorry I lied the final question do you have any questions for us Drew? of course okay let's hear them first question is um, <laughs> politely I need to know is microwave planet a diss or shot at flavor world <laughs> what we'd like to think that they're in coexistence with each other mm, so we exist in, in like, the same solar system the same yeah exactly well oh. I we discovered the concept of microwave planet I think before we were familiar with flavor world. Was this before? Right? It was. Oh so yes. I, did it, I copy you? No, no. no microwave no, was planet existed parallel. way before we even knew of you. Way before as in like six months. Yeah. But like way this was basically <laughs> the we're saying that it's not related to any thoughts we've had about Flavor World. But they do exist in the same solar system, if that's... If you'll have yeah, us. If you'll have I'll us. have you. I think that's cute. Cute. <laughs> cute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question. Okay. <laughs> Why a podcast? Why are we doing this? <laughs> that's good. Good question. Yeah, good question. Seems like no one's got an answer. Um... Why a podcast? No, I think that um, Hannah and I have kind of gone stir-crazy with, like, the conversations we've just had so many times. And, like, they seem to be pretty jam-packed with info. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just, like, decided to put it out there into the world, whoever wants to listen to it. Plus, like, we know a lot of cool people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you. That was one of the first things we were like, if we do a podcast... We can have Drew. Yeah. <gasps> and exactly. we were like, that would be so much fun. No, we know of. Yeah. Well, was it fun? Yes. yes. Oh, Did you have fun? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Drew and his Princess Leia buns right I wish now. you listeners at home could I see my buns. I would take a picture if I wasn't worried about my recording ending. <laughs> we'll take a picture at the end. Okay. Um... Next question. Oh my gosh, so many. What's the worst grade you've gotten in the past month? Um, I the grade in school. Correct. I got a sixty-one percent on my midterm. Oh. Mm-hmm. But failing. But it was the average. Hey, <laughs> we up. <laughs> So we're not That's sure cool. what's happening with that. That's but. cool. One time I got a 38%. The average was like 41. So I was like, yep. Okay. Nope. Right. I got a 35 on my f- very first college exam ever. Yep. Ever. Physics. Chemistry. Okay. Same thing. Chemistry. And my advisor told me to drop out of my college. Oh, well, yeah. She was like, you you might not make it in college. Yeah. My advisor told me like, <laughs> you should consider other routes. And I was like, um, you're not supposed to be For the record, I don't even know what her name was. I had the same advisor as Amanda when I was in CBS, and she was trash. She was terrible. She was terrible. She was. I hope she's listening to this right now. She was a bad advisor. She wasn't there during our orientation. Let's email her right now. (laughs) 
It was like we were like, oh, we have all these questions for our advisor. No, as she, she was like, for she was like not pregnant or something. God, yeah. how Fuck dare that. she? How dare she? No, but she was also like, <laughs> I never met. I met with her once, and I was like, you have nothing useful to say. So no. I just went to other uh, advisors' open office hours until I left oh the college. Gosh. As someone about to graduate from the college, she told me to drop out of. Frick you. Frick you. <laughs> Hannah. My worst grades definitely like I failed like quizzes. They're like they're like eight points, but yeah, am I failing them? Do I have an A minus in the class? Yes, but have I failed almost all of the quizzes? Yeah. So take notes, kids at home. It's okay to fail. You can still be smart. Like oh Hannah my god, Amanda. it's so okay to fail. Yep. Honestly, failing is. It's especially okay to fail when all of our classes could be converted to a pass fail system and not reflect on our GPA. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Man, I'm kind of regretting putting glue stick on my lips. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're up to. I was treating it like chapstick. It's not toxic. Sticky. I have done that before, and it's been not pleasant. My hair is sticky now. <laughs> I bet, because it's like a glue stick. What? Oh my god. Wait, <laughs> I didn't put those two words together. Next question. Yeah. Okay. If you had to have pasta, one noodle type one sauce for the rest of your life what noodle type and what sauce mac and cheese easily that's my answer with the macaroni what's like the little white cheddar the little tube half seat the half moons the shells shells. the shells oh well that's not macaroni sorry shells shells macaroni and cheese like honestly the annie's white cheddar kind i would be happy eating for the rest of my life wow okay cool cool hannah probably some Long, I uh, mm. like a linguine, like a linguine and like a lemon pesto or something. Whoa, oh, fancy, fancy. I don't know. I don't like cheese. Um, recently, Sheesh. or should it be, or should, or should it be rice noodles? Those might be better. Like pad thai. That'd be good. For the yeah, rest yeah. of your or like life. Sesame. Wait, is this the only food I'm afforded or the only noodle I'm afforded? That's not only food you're afforded. This is the only food I'm afforded. Yes. Okay, one uh okay, then like like a pesto like linguini type deal. Yeah. Pesto linguini type deal. Angel hair with red sauce. Okay. Okay. Solid. Argue. Somebody argue with me on that one. I dare you. Try and make one good logical argument against angel hair with red sauce and you get a free flavor world. <laughs> okay, so does the angel hair support the red sauce the same way larger noodles do? No. Maybe that's what I like about it. <laughs> okay. I think it's the surface area. You get a lot more surface area. Angel, angel hair, hair feels really nice in your mouth. Mm. It does. Mm. <laughs> I love angel hair so much. Yeah, but sometimes it doesn't feel like you're eating anything because it's so what? thin. Put more in your mouth. Check me. It's been a very long no. time since I've had like a large amount of pasta in my mouth. Well, <laughs> tonight's the night. We're cooking a pound. And, you know, it's too bad because we were going to go to Olive Garden and then there was the pandemic. There was the incident. Oh Not I, what incident? The incident. Oh, where AKA. my dad got COVID? No, oh, where my team. Olive Garden gift card got stolen. Well, they Who took it? <laughs> I have an Olive Garden gift card too. I'll share with you. You do? I didn't steal yours. 
Mine got stolen straight out of the car, like window broken, bag snatched. The worst yeah. part was that Amanda and I had uh, never been to Olive Garden, and there was a hundred dollar Olive Garden gift card. For the hundred dollars, my mom gave it to me. And so we were gonna go, we were gonna go experience Olive Garden to the fullest regard. Yeah. In. <laughs> <laughs> it was also to like Red Lobster and all of those places like Chili's. There was like a bunch of places. Come back. Any right. more questions? Yeah, or? next question. Okay. Cool. Who's who's the most diehard podcast listener you've got? Like your mom. My mom. Really? Your mom listens? <laughs> yeah. Hi, mom. Oh my god. Hi, mom. Say hi. 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 I'm hi, flattered. Well, thank you for listening this far. <laughs> Uh, last and final question. If you were to run a marathon, what beverage other than water would you want waiting for you at the end? Four loco. Oh, oh, okay. I'm totally Hannah? kidding. That's so bad. Hannah? That's so false. Well, you locked it in. No, I didn't lock it you, in. You clicked the button. I didn't click any button. I just saw you click the button. There, okay. A marathon? I, honestly, <laughs> like a yerba mate. A yerba mate? I'd say like a mint, the mint. Arizona iced tea. Mint? Cold. Arizona mate. Interesting. Why? What would you have? Coconut water. Okay, yeah. that's... I don't believe that for a second. Excuse me, check my mini fridge. <laughs> Excuse me, check. It's the most hydrating thing I've ever drank in my entire life. I think that entire phrase from "Excuse me, check my mini fridge" should be on a T-shirt. Excuse me, check my mini fridge. <laughs> That's the most hydrating drink I've ever had in my life. Coconut water, trademarked. I can't get around the taste. I don't like it. Well, you must not like coconut, coconut. cake. No, I don't. Can we go get coconut cake? I also want carrot cake. I'm sick of people feeding me chocolate cake. Why are you feeding me chocolate cake? I want carrot cake. <laughs> Said no one ever. I'm just kidding. Carrot cake's good. Like, a little cream cheese icing. Fucking like, yeah. Ooh. Raisins, walnuts. Mm. Cool. Alright, I got no more questions. Cool. Thank you so much, Drew, yeah, for being on you. our podcast. Of course. It was an honor. I've been waiting. The moment I heard you guys were starting a podcast. I was like crossing my fingers, crossing, dotting my eyes. Very hopeful that this day would come. So it's been an honor. We're excited to have you back soon. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to come back. I would love to. I feel like this is, yeah. That's only right. Mm -hmm. That's only right. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Yep. All right. Everybody sing the song. Microwave Planet. planet.